You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of the Marn Report podcast. Today, I'm here with my friends, Mr. Bo Bradley from the Directorate of Plans, Training, Mobilization, and Security, and my friend Jim Krupp from Army Community Service. We're going to talk all about National Preparedness Month and uh, readiness, right? Uh, Sue, how are you guys doing today? We're doing phenomenal, and I'm fired up to have Jim here because he's always communicating something. Doing great today, Molly. Thank you for having us. Appreciate being over here. <laughs> okay, so, um, Jim, we're going to start with you because Bo is a repeat offender on the podcast. So I want to know, tell me a little bit about what you do over at ACS. Oh, thank you. Um, so as you said, we're an ACS Army Community Service right across the street from the main post PX, and I work in the mobilization and deployment section, or MOBDEP as people call it. Sure. So what we do there is we work with units, command teams, throughout the deployment cycle. So prior to a deployment, while soldiers are deployed forward and once they come back. So that's the deployment in between and the reintegration uh, services. Uh, we work with the command teams and the families to make sure that we have them prepared or as we said earlier, a state of readiness. Uh, sure. So that's very important. We teach all of the SFRG classes, Soldier Family Readiness Group uh, classes there in our building, Building 87. And we are also responsible for managing the EFAC, Emergency Family Assistance Center, in the event of uh, severe weather conditions. So that's where uh, Bo and I tie in together with DPTMS and ACS working collaboratively to uh, help uh, the community in, you know, times of emergency. Cool. Awesome. Okay, Bo, quick quick rundown. What's your elevator pitch of what you do with DPTMS? I'm the installation emergency manager and I used to work for ACS and my battle buddy Jim Krupp uh, and I go way back so that's one of the reasons that I wanted to tag him in today. Yeah. Today. In fact I met Bo first day of work um, when we got evacuated for Hurricane Dorian. Oh dang. So we go way back it was you know uh, first day on the job being evacuated due to hurricane and and, and being involved in that response and recovery uh, portion of, of that event. So pretty good way to meet, and we've been buds ever since. And here we are talking about National Preparedness Month. I mean, it's like you guys were destined to be here. That's right. All right. Tell me about National Preparedness Month first. What is it? Why do we need to recognize it? So um, as, the, as the installation emergency manager, I've got a responsibility to ensure that the installation is prepared for catastrophic incidents, terrorist attacks, weather. But uh, the background of it, Pe President Bush in 2003 signed a, a Homeland Security presidential directive that directed uh, the United States military to strengthen preparedness across all the military installations. So um, it's important, especially we live down here in southeast Georgia. We just came out of Hurricane Idalia. Mm -hmm. You and I put in some hours together in the EOC. So uh, yeah, we did. September being National Preparedness Month, I just wanted to leverage our uh, public affairs team to get more of the word out to both our soldiers, our families, and our uh, Department of the Army civilians and retirees. Sure. Sure. So what, what role do you play in this, Jim? So we I touch on that just a little bit. When we know that we have a, a weather storm coming in, Idalia was a great example, uh, we start going through decision points. The command does and all of the directors uh, throughout the, the enterprise and the garrison start making um, decisions w with regard to preparing, you know, the installation for the emergency. Sure. ACS, you know, plays a role. And, again, all of our programs are soldier and family oriented, taking care of them. So we come in with – 
preparing the families and the soldiers and making them aware of the event, tying mm -hmm. in with PAO, and also um, you know letting people know that services will still be provided uh, very close to up until the storm you know approaches because people start to get anxious and wonder you know are we going to close are we going to you know not uh, suspend services and things of that nature so we have a lot of programs and we we want to make sure that message gets out there primarily where acs comes in is during the recovery portion mm -hmm. after the after the event that's when we go back to what i mentioned before the efac and making sure that we bring soldiers and families safely back to the installation, especially if we're evacuated, only after everything is up and safe for them to return. Mm -hmm. Then we provide those services in that EFAC so that everybody can come to one place, which is over at the main post chapel. That's where the EFAC is here at Fort Stewart and over building uh, 1286 at Hunter Army Airfield. We bring everyone together so that soldiers and families can come to one place to receive information and assistance that, that they need based on their own personal situation. So that's where ACS ties in. We also have our Army Community Service, um, uh, AER, excuse me. Um, if uh, soldiers and families have uh, um, money needs or you know financial needs, of course, we still have our FAP and the uh, victim advocates. Mm -hmm. We make sure that they're available even during this. So um, we, we play a big role during but mostly afterwards during the recovery yeah that's that's huge what you guys do i mean because that whole reunification uh process of making sure that the families get home safe if they're evacuated or uh, like what Bo mentioned if there's some other type of catastrophic event maybe where the families have been separated uh, you know that service that you guys offer in the efac along with all of the other acs services that are available and the way you kind of pull the garrison entities together um all in one location is like wow that's that's good stuff right and we do that you know uh, purposefully because we don't want people to have to run around and find those services sure we also recognize that there are going to be uh, families who have their soldiers that are you know forward deployed mm -hmm. and they're anxious they're nervous they're, they're not sure where to go what to do we try to make that easier for them and we do that by tying in with pao getting that messaging out uh, through all the social media platforms and making sure everybody knows what's available to them at the end of the day we want to get everyone back to normal or, or a state of readiness if you will yeah sure and then Bo, i mean like you said i mean the two of us spent quite a bit of time in the emergency operations center here on Fort Stewart um, last week with the storm. But I mean, that's really your role is it's more like where Jim is kind of front of house and he's dealing with customers, if you will, our community. You're behind the scenes. Tell me a little bit about what you do. So the installation emergency manager, we, we have a tremendous responsibility. We synchronize efforts with our law enforcement, fire, DES, EMS, DPW, ACS, all of our uh, key infrastructure people within the installation. And uh, as we were getting closer and closer to the month of September, uh, Jim and I have a great personal relationship too. And, and one of the pillars of ACS, as, as he already mentioned, is readiness. Mm -hmm. And I'm not an English major in any way, shape, or form, but preparedness and readiness sound very similar. So I reached out to Jim, and I was like, you know, let's partner. Yeah. And so it was like us working back in the day together, and um, Jim's been a great supporter of the DPTMS mission with uh, our emergency functions, and he's got a seat at the table when we talk about recovery. And uh, one of my passions more than anything else is – when the soldier is deployed or TDY or doing the job of the military, 
our spouses may still be here at Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield, and that's when I leverage Jim and his team to better get the message out along with PAO because I, I used to be that soldier sure. forward worrying about, you know, how my wife and son were operating. So I think it's a win-win situation with DPTMS and ACS because – you can't spell preparedness without DPTMS or ACS. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. Um, and moving into this National Preparedness Month, do you have, like, tips for our soldiers and family, mem- family members in the community on what we should be doing all the time? I mean, because we don't need to be just worried about staying prepared in the month of September, right? This is a 24-7, 365 thing. Um, so what should we always be keeping at the forefront of our minds? Well, that's a good question. So I try not to give a, a too long of an answer, but it, but it is important. What you just said is exactly right. We, we highlight it during times of emergency. But one of the things that we emphasize a lot in ACS and through the MOBDEP program um, is being at a state of readiness all the time, being mm-hmm. prepared and be pre- for whatever life may throw at you. Being in the military has unique challenges, and so we want soldiers and families in particular to be resilient, to be able to take care of themselves if their soldier is gone, whatever the situation may present. Mm-hmm. So I'd mentioned the SFRGs uh, a little while ago. That's important because those are you know family organizations run by the commander. It's a commander's program, but we're bringing the families together in, in one place within an organization so that we can make sure that everyone's getting the same information, you know, official information from the command, that they can network together, they can bring their combined experiences to the table in their individual organizations to make sure that they can handle problems at the lowest level. That's something we say a lot in the military, Bo and I both are retired, handle things at the lowest level. Well, we want families to be able to do that too. Sure. And we know that oftentimes, whether it be a weather event, it be an extended mission, it could be anything under the sun, use your imagination, we have to make sure we're prepared. Sure. And uh, one of the sayings that we have in, in our office in MOBDEP is you have soldier readiness plus family readiness equals unit readiness. So preparedness and readiness are very similar. If you have all two, of the, all three of those elements together, you and your individual family unit, you as an individual in your unit will be more prepared and able to more effectively do your job and come home safely back to your families. Sure. So that's what we stress all the time, not just in September. And and then so that's where we come in and, you know, we work together to, to get that message out and help families be prepared in whatever way we can. I love it. Now, you said that you guys work a lot with the SFRGs. Um, some family members aren't as active, right, in their FRG. First of all, how do you have any advice um, on, one, why they should be active or two, how to get them more active. And then three, do you guys branch out into the community? Like, do you just have people come to you for classes or can people actually contact you guys for you to come out and speak, you know, at an FRG meeting or at the housing office in Liberty Woods, you know, anywhere like that? What do you guys do, you know, for outreach? So great questions. The first thing I would say is why get involved? Because you're right, not everyone is involved. As soldiers, and I was probably guilty of it myself, we get a lot of information Mm -hmm. about things that are going on in the organization. Sometimes you go home and you tend to filter that information, right? Well, if you're a family member and you get involved in the SFRG, you're going to be getting the same information that the soldier does because they're going to be regular meetings in the command, the command teams, the the first sergeant and the commander, the the colonel and sergeant major are going to put that information out. 
um, to, the, to the community, to the SFRG. It also allows you to be involved in what's going on in the, uh, in the organization and making it better than you found it. Mm -hmm. um, but I go back to the information piece, information is power. So if you know what's going on, you're better able to prepare yourself. So I hear people a lot of times say, well, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what resources are available to me. I don't know what programs and services. Get involved in your SFRG, and you're going to find that out. Sure. If you don't involve, you're not going to know. One of the ways we do outreach, we have a schedule of classes that we do um, every Wednesday. Um, they're at Building 87. We do them on a rotational basis. But if a unit has a need for us to come out to where they're at, we'll go. We're mobile. Uh, MOBDEP, uh, all of ACS programs are mobile. We will go out to where you're at, whether it be to your unit footprint. We've gone to J.F. Gregory Park cool. there in Richmond Hill. We'll go out here to the uh, to the pond uh, with DPTMS, um, you know, or DFMWR, excuse yeah. me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Holbrook Prime, yeah, yeah. and we'll go out and we'll meet units out there when they're doing organizational events. So we'll go to you, um, and so awesome. we get that out. We market that similar to what we're doing now. We do podcasts. We've done some Marn Minutes. We did the event uh, with PAO a couple weeks ago where we tied in and everybody gave a pitch on their program. Sure. And what we ask is that people get on social media pages, but we also ask the organizations to hang that information on their unit pages. Yeah. Because that's the best way to get it. If you're new to, the, to any installation, first place you ought to look is the Garrison homepage. Look at all the program services, your unit, and then start looking at your unit's page. That's where that information is going to be. And then you can get yourself involved. So that's, I think I answered all three you of your did. questions. You okay. did. Right, in order? Okay. Good job. Awesome. You did in order. I can't believe you remembered. Nice work. Tagging in on this, uh, DPTMS, we don't really give classes like ACS does, but coming into hurricane season, uh, our staff was willing, able to support Jim in his deployment readiness expos, sure. and we went to uh, Third ID, and we conducted severe weather briefings to the senior command spouses. So um, anything that we can do to get the message out there for our soldiers and families, we want to do. Yeah. And Jim mentioned websites and everything, and uh, I got to give a shameless plug because uh, it's uh, part of the requirements of National Preparedness <laughs> Month, but it's uh, a website called ready.army.mil. Mm -hmm. Everything is a on the digital platforms nowadays, and there's tremendous amount of checklists for severe weather, emergency plans, and even gives you little pointers on how to build a go kit awesome. or, or go bag. So preparedness and readiness, they're kind of the same thing, but uh, whatever Jim and I can do, DPTMS and ACS and even our garrison as a whole to do to make the lives of our soldiers and families a little bit more easier, I'm going to try to do it, and if I have to ask for forgiveness, I'll ask for <laughs> forgiveness too. But it's that important to us. Yeah, it's I, it's important to us too, and we really appreciate um, y'all's mission and what you're doing for at both Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield. It's needed, uh, so thank you both very much for that. Yeah, and you you mentioned a tip, and I, as Bo was talking, um, because it came up during this uh, potential hurricane that we were going to have. Sure, a lot of people start talking and wondering about what do I do if I have to evacuate? Have that plan now. Don't mm -hmm. just drive off somewhere, you know, and hope you have enough gas to get to wherever you're going. Have a plan. Think about it now. But also make sure you have a plan for your animals. I don't know if yeah. anyone's got animals. I do, and I, and I love them. They're members of our family, and you have to make sure that you have a plan for them as well. So mm -hmm. those are little tips I tell people ahead of time. Think about it now when you don't need it, and then when it happens, if it happens, you're going to be much better prepared, like we're talking about. This is this month, and you're going to be able to get back to that state of readiness much quicker so that you can go back to do your job. Perfect. Love it. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to add? 
We have a full-scale exercise coming up in November. Spouses, stay watching the uh, U.S. Army Garrison platforms. And, um, Jim, it's been a pleasure, my brother. As always, uh, we stay connected. Uh, we, we cross paths a lot, and it's a pleasure being up here working together. I like getting out here, getting that message out, and making sure that we can get the soldiers and the families prepared, ready, and handle whatever life throws at them. I love it. Great message you guys are sending here. Um, again, just thank you both so much for being on the podcast. Um, and seriously, anytime you want to come back, come on back here. Uh, but that would be it for this week's edition of the Mar Report Podcast. This is Molly. Thanks, Molly. With Bo and Jim. And we're signing off. Boom. The Army Maintenance app is a quick and easy way for soldiers, Army families, and DOD civilians to submit work orders in order to maintain their barracks, family housing areas, and workspaces. ARMA enhances the ability to securely submit and access up-to-date information about the status of work orders that have been submitted, as well as provide feedback once the work is accomplished. Users can access ARMA through the Digital Garrison app or by visiting armymaintenance.com. No issue is too large or too small for ARMA. Get connected directly to the service you need, no matter the time of day or night. Create your online profile today at armymaintenance.com.